Welcome to Family Cast. I'm Kyle Gowen. And I'm Amy Gowen. We're glad you've joined us today. Family Cast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. Hey, friends, welcome back to Family Cast. Kyle and I are so excited about uh, just starting back season two of Family Cast. We are back at the table, back in our routine of Saturday morning chats, talking about all kinds of things. We're excited about the topics we're thinking about this season. And today's in particular, in particular, is really um, important. And I just want to give kind of a disclaimer because I know a lot of our Family Cast are open to all members of the family and fun to listen to. This one, you may want to be, you want to judge for yourself. We're going to be talking about pornography, its effect on uh, singles, uh, couples, the church. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about some really important but sensitive type topics. So just a, a, a warning from the get-go that you may want to listen to this on your own. So if you have kids in the car with you, uh, you're sitting in the uh, car pickup line <laughs> or the rider line, you may want to... You know, choose another episode. Use <laughs> some discretion uh, and those types of things. Could be, it, it, though it could be a great discussion starter about things, but you want to be really careful. I would say listen to it on your own first. And uh, our hope is, is that it's a discussion starter for uh, couples, husbands and wives. Uh, for those of you who are about to be married or looking to get married, this will become discussion starters uh, for you. We also are hopeful that it becomes a discussion starter in churches. Uh, that's going to be a very important thing. Listen, pornography today, um, I believe is that we're at a crisis point. In fact, it, there is a health crisis situation going on Uh not just in the church, not just with those who follow Christ and proclaim Christ as their Savior, but there's a crisis even among those who don't know the Lord and follow the Lord. It's becoming that major of a situation. I know the, the New York Times is running articles consistently about pornography and its destructive tendencies, uh, whether that's in the uh, op-ed pages or in their uh, science and medical yeah, pages. Yeah. Uh, about how uh, difficult uh, porn use has become on society and those types of things. It's a topic, Kyle, that if we're not talking about it with our spouses, with our future spouses, with our friends, our even our children when it's appropriate, um, we are just prey for the enemy. Um, so it's a topic we've got to start talking about. I'm so glad our church is is at the battlefront with unapologetically, with with no apologies of um, saying it. And once you get it out in the open, it does make it easier to talk about. So we hope that if it's not a topic of conversation with the people that you love, that maybe this podcast will spur you on to open that conversation. Well, and it's a difficult conversation to begin to have and talk through. I mean, um, and really that's what's, that's so unique is that, um, Yes, it's an uncomfortable conversation. In fact, today is going to be a little raw. It may sound like, man, guys, you are struggling, but it's a difficult topic to talk about. Um, but we've got to talk about it in the context of our families with our kids. We've got to talk about the destructive nature of pornography uh, between husbands and wives. Uh, we've got to talk about the destructive nature of pornography as, and the effects it's having on uh, churches. Uh, small groups, pastors, uh, it, 
It is a destructive force that the enemy is using today. I did uh, a little bit of research on this, and just uh, this is from the American Psychological Association. Uh, this is a reputable organization. They talked about uh, they've recently done some uh, in, some stats on the international usage of uh, pornography, uh, and their best data as of date says that somewhere between fifty and ninety percent of all men. All men, not just American men, but internationally, 50 to 90 percent of men have viewed pornography. 30 to 80 percent of women have viewed pornography. That's a huge stat. Now, I know some of you might be uh, skeptical, saying you can make stats mean whatever you want them to mean. The reality is, is that internationally, porn usage is has skyrocketed. Uh, recoveryvillage.com uh, has a, a stat that says uh, people addicted to porn, uh, they on average view pornography 11 to 12 hours a week. Now, Amy, you and I both know that when you're dealing with averages, that yeah. means that some people are viewing it much more and some are viewing it less, but 11 to 12 hours a day, yeah. or excuse me, a week. Uh, unbelievable. The average exposure first-time exposure to pornography uh, for young young guys is uh, is 11. Excuse me, the average age is 11 for boys and girls. That's the average exposure. Um, that That's unbelievable to me. And I'll tell you, um, my gut reaction as a mom is I want to go into protection mode. When I hear that is I want to think, oh, my gosh, how can I prevent that from happening? And though I think that's that's a worthy calling, I think to be wise in this time, we've got to know it's not if they're ever exposed to porn. It is when because of technology, because of just what they're literally exposed to on online. So my mama heart wants to do everything I can to build this you know, still steel fortress around my child to protect them. But that I think is, is a misnomer of the enemy that, uh, we can't, we can't in this society. Dads are the same way. Uh, but we can't do that. Uh, now we are going to talk about some protective measures, right? But more so today. I mean, we've done that in a whole nother episode. You can go listen to the digital family from season one. Uh, in fact, we want you to, uh, but today, a lot of what we're talking about is, okay, it's happened. Right. It's here. What now do what? we do now? Uh, I found this very interesting, and I, I, I want you to hear this with spiritual ears. Uh, the most popular day of the week for viewing pornography is Sunday. Wow. The Lord's Day. It's the most popular day of the week for viewing. Mo- most porn is viewed on Sunday. Uh Thanksgiving is the most popular day of the entire year. The entire year, Thanksgiving is the most popular day for viewing porn. What does that say? My goodness. Um, So yeah, I mean, we've told you before, and so it's not going to be the, we're not going to go through all of those kinds of protections. But what do you do today? Amy, today, you and I deal with... um, Young couples, young married couples, singles who are about to get married, uh, students. We deal with parents who's found out about their students who are uh, viewing pornography. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
we've we've dealt in like we've been married we we've dealt with couples who say we've been married for x amount of years yeah, yeah. so when a woman comes to you what are some things that you say immediately well i think maybe not this isn't what i say to this person but just um my thoughts behind it is this is not new to the Lord, that this is at its root a an, a, rebe- a rebellion against God's design for um, our sexuality and marriage and purity. So pornography in its various forms and at its root is been going on forever. Now we are at the onslaught, the tsunami of how it's affecting um, our society in its accessibility and all of that. The ease of getting it. Yeah. So again, if you haven't had a conversation about this with the people in your life, you will. So let's let's think about um, proactive measures we can do to prevent it, but also, all right, what do we do? So when a woman and being involved in women's ministry, you know, this does happen. When a woman comes to me and um, maybe says, all right, my husband, my husband has uh, admitted to me that he is watching porn or maybe even he said he's addicted to pornography. Um, There are great resources out there. So I'm so thankful there are things out there. one that's just short, concise, and I would invite everyone to get out and read. The Gospel Coalition is an incredible resource for a, a myriad of topics. But even if you just look at pornography and how the Gospel Coalition, there's a great article that came out in 2016, and the the title is something specific to when your husband is addicted to porn. So We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be easy to find, but it's such great truth that honestly, that I read periodically to have it have it in my storehouse so I can, you know, give it back to ladies. But number one, just um, a listening ear. When someone comes to me, this is heavy. And that the fact that they've chosen to share that weight with me, I don't take lightly. Um, I want to listen and just let the person talk. Um, I'm not there to give answers. I'm not there to fix it, but I'm pointing them back to the God who can. Um, so number one, just to point that, all right, you are not alone. Um, you've done the right thing in coming out um, and bringing this to light yeah, as I a think wife. it's good to know that uh, Jesus died for porn addicts, that the, the gospel covers our porn addiction. Right. That we are not too far gone, that exactly. Jesus knows exactly. God, God saw this. He knew this before he saved us. And, um, and that there is forgiveness and there is hope and there is healing. Right. And, and thankfully there's testimonies out there of marriages that have come out of this, uh, porn addiction, whether it be the wife or the husband. Um, we've got stories of families where children have come out of pornography. Parents have come out of pornography. So the gospel is bigger. Um, you know, our sin is great, but Jesus is greater is a song that we sing a lot in our church that is so true. But just reminding a woman or for you, reminding a man if the if the situation is reversed, that God sees you and he knows you. He is called El Roy in the Old Testament, the God who sees. So he sees this situation and the enemy would keep you isolated and keep you living in secret as a means of your destruction. He will destroy your marriage and you by telling you, don't tell anyone, keep this secret. You can fix this yourself. Well, so one, you're not surprised. And I would tell 
um, wives, husbands, or friends uh, who receive a confession that I'm stuck, I've been viewing this, I'm destroyed. One, don't be surprised. Uh, I mean, you're, you've always said, listen, don't let your face uh, be shocked. I mean, because there's already a lot of shame uh, associated. So don't be surprised. It, this is happening um, out there. Uh, I think we're going to have to get used to talking about this. And so the fact that, and when I say us, I mean the church, believers, families. So a woman has come to you. She's willing to talk to you about it. She's willing to say something to you about it. Uh, they've come to me. Uh, as a man, they want to talk to me about it. I'm not surprised. Uh, I want to receive right. that confession. I want to reassure them that uh, there is a God who sees you. There is a God yeah. who knows. There is a God who loves you. What Absolutely. else would you talk about? Um, I would encourage them to continue seeking godly counsel. If it's a woman about her husband, you need to get with a godly woman that's going to give you um, hard and fast truth from the Bible. Um, and those reminders that God does love you, this is redeemable. This is what the gospel was was for and is for. So I would c- encourage them to continue seeking godly counsel um, from another female. There are women, if you will, you know, I'm putting a lot of faith in, in people's women's ministries at different churches, but I do, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of our local body. Go to a godly woman in your church share with her, talk with her. And a lot of times they're going to be able to give you real help because you're not alone. There are other families that have come out with this. Well, and I would say from um, if you are in a church that doesn't have a strong women's ministry or a strong men's ministry, guys, maybe you don't have a strong men's ministry, go to your pastor, go to one of the staff guys, go to one of the elders, uh, go to someone that you trust because there needs to be, yes, there does need to be a point of confession. Uh, you, you do need to confess, I am caught in a net, in a trap. I'm, I'm, I'm in a point that I don't know what to do. And it, and it is good. The, the, the Spirit has convicted you. Uh, but I also want you to know that there's a difference between just confession and repentance. You do need to confess. You do need to find someone. Uh, part of the church's issue right now is is that we have to demystify, and you know th- this whole idea about we can't talk about sex or pornography uh, when this is one of the major things that is killing our churches today, or killing our be- killing believers in churches. And so, if it's killing believers, it's hurting and harming the church. They have to. We have to be able to talk about it. But men, women, those of you who are caught in it right now, there's a difference between being uh, confessing and repenting. Second uh, Corinthians chapter seven verse ten says, "For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas a worldly grief produces death." There's a difference between "I'm sorry I got caught," yeah, and no, I need to confess and repent. Repentance is I'm turning away. I'm okay. I've confessed. I've brought it to the light to someone. And now I want to turn away. That doesn't mean there won't be times of struggle, 
but I'm going to fight against this. And that's going to take pastors. It's going to take women's ministry leaders helping. It's going to take men's ministry. It's going to take, uh, in some instances, you know, Amy, I know that you and I have talked about this before with people. Uh, there's going to probably take some professionals that need to be involved, some counselors, because there could be issues of abuse in our background that have led to these types of things. There could be patterns of destructiveness now that has happened. You know, uh, scientists tell us that pornography rewires our brain. I mean, it is, it does physiological things to us. Uh, The addictive nature is so strong. And so there may be professionals that we need to get involved in this with us. Absolutely. I mean, this is no longer, I think when I, when I think about growing up in the church, when I did, um, a lot of it was about just, um, self-will. If you were doing something you knew was wrong, you just stop it and you just pray harder. And, you know, it's up to you to get this right. And that way oversimplifies, I think, this issue. This issue is complex. Um, I think women, wives, if your husband comes to you, you need to realize that this is a, a lot of times a deep, complex journey that started way before he even knew you. That's right. If the average age is 11, when the first experience... So I would think that a woman hearing, okay, my husband's addicted to porn. I need to fix this. I need to lose weight. I need to be what he needs to meet those desires. And again, that is a ploy of the enemy that you can fix this. If you will be something different, then he wouldn't have to go to porn. You've got to just... And that's why I say you, we need godly counsel, voices going, that is not true. That is not right. This is a issue that is way deeper than you, and you alone cannot bring your husband out of porn. Well, and I don't want to re- remove the, um, what would be the right word? Listen, uh, men do make their decisions. Women who are involved in pornography make a decision, right. a conscious decision many times that they're going to go back to the place where they find gratification. But I know that men, the men that I've spoken to who truly desire, I want out. I'm not doing this to be against my wife. This is not yeah. against yeah. my wife, but there is, there is an addiction that is happening right now. And, and I know that it is, I know it strikes at the heart of ladies and wives right now, but your husband isn't necessarily trying to attack you. There is an addiction going on. Yeah. There is a battle within. I know this happens with ladies also. The fastest growing segment of pornography addiction is and, and and production by the industry is towards women and children. Mm. But men today, uh, they're addicted. And so there has to be a time where we're going to war with each other, not against each other. But husbands and wives have to go side by side to say, we're going to attack this problem, this situation from the enemy. There's going to be a desire. There's going to be a natural tendency to want to fight one another, or we're going to want to withdraw and isolate from one another. And that continues, as you said, Amy, to feed. That's a, that's a ploy of the enemy 
this is against me. I'm going to uh, I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to isolate. And for men in those, that instance, that isolation drives them deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. And um, ladies, you can't fix it. Men, you can't fix this on your own. It's going to take. Uh, it, it takes confession. It takes repentance. It's going to take professional help. Uh, you know, so often uh, I'll hear men and women talk about, well, I don't know if I have the ability, maybe even financial ability to uh, to seek professional care. Well, your insurance, for those of you who have insurance, there's usually a counseling benefit there. And you might say, well, I mean, I still have to put some money out and I don't know if I have the money. Well, I want you to know it's costing your family. It is costing your yeah. family. And just like that cup of coffee at Starbucks or that Frappuccino at Starbucks cost your family, you don't see it as costing your family. It does though. This is costing your family. Um, so often uh, our pastor has said recently in a, in a sermon that uh, many people think that pornography is, you know, it, 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 porn is free and that it doesn't hurt anyone. Well, it's not free. It costs your marriage. It'll cost your job. It'll cost your kids. It'll cost your health and it could cost your life. And so in those moments, we have to be willing to do whatever we can come together, husbands and wives and fight with, not against each other, but with each other side by side against this situation. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the passage in Second uh, Corinthians seven ten about godly repentance, and when I hear something that you know has the adjective godly, that means that's not garnered up in our own spirit. Right. We we have to ask. So, wives, if if your husband comes to you, that should be a scripture that you're praying over your husband. God, would you give him? godly sorrow that leads to repentance? Would you um, begin to change his heart? Um, so I do think that's that's something that tangibly you can do is you ask um, men, women that are stuck in the sin, you ask God to give you a sorrow. Um, and, you know, this is not going to be fixed in a weekend. This is not about, okay, do a marriage retreat, work on it, talk about it, and then it'll be finished. We're talking, it's going to be years. It's going to be years, um, or I don't know, a long process of it could continual... Be, uh, yes, continual seeking the Lord. There's going to be ups and downs, um, but I do think it's um, a commitment to your marriage, um, a commitment to um, well, the gospel. You, I was about to say a commitment to what you believe God can do. Yeah, I mean, God, uh, Jesus died for this sin. He died for this. He paid for it. Uh, I always tell guys, ladies, uh, I know that Amy has said this also, there comes a point where if we're just continuing in our sin, what we're saying is that we love the sin more than we love the God who died for that sin. We're loving the creation more than the creator. Yeah. And that says something about, has Christ truly died for me? There is a point where in the Gospels, Jesus says, listen, if you're right, I offend you, you gouge it out, you pluck it out. This is such a crisis that men and women should be, especially men and women who follow Jesus, who say, Jesus is my Savior. I'm willing to do whatever it's going to take. 
we're willing to fight, and I'm not making light of this, but so please hear this, but if there's a big disease that comes into our life, we're willing to do whatever it takes to get healing physically from that. Absolutely. This is a crisis that we need to figure out and be willing to do whatever it takes to overcome through the power of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, to overcome pornography. If it costs us money, it costs us time. It may, you know, Amy, you mentioned this. Um, there are incredible conferences that you can go to to, be, to jumpstart this process. The conference that isn't going to fix it, but it's going to jumpstart it. Yeah. There's counselors that can begin to help you. Uh, th- I'm thinking of one right now. It's Spring to Life Ministries, uh, S2L, uh, and I'll have this on the uh, on, on the show notes. Uh, they they do a, a weekend retreat to to get that jump started. There's a, a conference up in Minnesota called Men of Valor, FaithfulandTrue.com, uh, that. They do uh, a conference for men, and then they have a, a secondary conference 60 days later for the husband and the wife. Um, there are filters. Yeah, Listen, all of these things are necessary and they're helpful, but at the end, they're not going to be what, what fixes, what changes, what transforms. It's going to be the gospel and the fact that we as husbands and wives, for better or for worse, we made our vows we're going to fix this together. We're going to attack this and fight this. And I think it's encouraging. Uh, one of the great things about being in ministry is you do see the depths of sadness and, and devastation that pornography and other things do to the family. But then you also see the joy yes. and the recovery and truly the beauty from ashes that only God can do. But you get to see the fruit of that, that God does in marriages and families and teenagers. And, you know, it is exciting for us. There is hope. You see um, that God can restore and redeem. He does. And uh, I want to say just one last thing. Uh, If you're single today, uh, you are, whether you're divorced or you are, uh, you've never been married Uh, but you desire to be married and you're struggling with pornography today, there is a way out. Uh, There is a way out. Um, And and we want you to have help with that. You can go through the show notes. You can share with your pastor, with your small group leader, with your women's leader at your church, with someone who knows the Lord. They want to help you walk out of this. If you are a married couple today, there is hope. This can be overcome through the power of the gospel. Don't give up, you know, and because this is hitting the church as an onslaught, if you ask someone and it freaks them out or they're like, I don't know what to tell you, don't give up. You keep asking, you keep seeking wisdom through spiritual leaders at your church, and you're going to find, you're going to find someone that is going to walk with you through this. So don't give up. There is hope. We trust in the risen Savior that has died to redeem porn addicts and families that have been devastated by porn. So we lift up his banner. We know that through him, all things are possible. So we want to leave that with you and encourage you today that God has great things in store for you, your marriage, and your family. 
Thanks for joining us on Family Cast, a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. We ask you to subscribe to Family Cast on your favorite podcast platform and invite a friend to listen in.